Boys of Summer. This is episode number 86. We are back. We are better than ever. I am joined by my friends Eric Braun and Paul Arnold as we uh, make our way around Major League Baseball. Gentlemen, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're not deep into the schedule yet, but we have uh, completed the first month of the season. And I think it's time to take a look and say, all right, uh, we knew some teams were going to be good. I mean, I, I guess we can't consider the Tampa Bay Rays necessarily a surprise team, right? I mean, maybe it's a surprise about how well they've been playing, but if you look up and down, what are the teams that jump out at you where you go, Oh my goodness, where did these guys come from? Oh boy. I mean the pirates (laughs) Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Did anybody expect them to be doing anything, you know, uh, certainly not leading the central, the central has been not good with the Cardinals um, abysmal you know, in a free fall. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I see in Pittsburgh at the top of the central is, is a big surprise for me. Well, for me, um, the Orioles is just such a great story. I lived in Baltimore for three years. My son's first game was in Camden yards and to see the Orioles just sort of say, Hey, we have the second lowest payroll in baseball and we're still winning. And um, I think a lot of that is just the attitude of the players. Like their highest draft pick, um, is it Rushman? He's, yeah, Adley Rushman, yep. When he gets a hit, he turns the rest of the team, and he goes like he's turning on the the faucet for your outdoor yep. hose. I mean, it's like saying, let's have fun. Yes, we're the lowest paid team, but, hey, this is our career. So we've got to go and do this. So I love the Oreo story. Well, you know, and it's funny too when you look at that American League East that is absolutely loaded. Every team is over 500 in that division, um, which is incredible. But the two teams with the lowest payrolls, Tampa and Baltimore, are one and two. I mean, to talk about upside down where you've got the Yankees in last place. And by the way, how great is that? Uh, yeah, so the Yankee, the Yankees in last place, but the but the Rays and the Orioles. Uh, up on top with those payrolls. How about the Texas Rangers? Are we surprised? Uh, no, they spend a lot of money. Um, it's surprising that the Astros aren't leading that that division. But you know, I mean, when you know they brought in the talent they did, it's probably not too surprising to see the Rangers. They usually screw it up. That's the surprise. But uh, so right. far they haven't. We'll see. I I'd like to point out that I I do have Texas making the playoffs. I just would like to point that out. Yes, we remember uh, Gene. Yes. Well, you know what? Well, and, and, well, and, and, you know, you mentioned Houston, as, and they would have to be one of the teams that you would expect to be at the top that is really struggling. Mm-hmm. And they've yes. taken another hit this week with Luis Garcia, one of their best pitchers, now has to have Tommy John surgery. So if you're the Astros, uh, if, or if you're an Astro fan, you have to be a little bit nervous, don't you, that maybe they're not going to turn this around. Yeah. I mean, look, it doesn't look great with the Astros, you know, um, you know, and, and in this house where we're Royals, Cardinals, and Astros fans, it has been a long couple of months to start the right. season, six weeks, but, but yeah, they just, you know, the injury bug really seems to have caught up with the Astros and playing so many games for, you know, the last several years. I think that's part of it. Um, and they, of course they've lost some talent, but that's, yeah, it's boy. I've thought about, I've thought about you and Amy a lot and I'm thinking you guys must be hitting the bottle. I, you guys must be hitting the bottle hard between the Cardinals, the Royals and the, uh, the Astros. They're oh. in a lot of joy in Mudville down in your house. There is there. not. It is. It is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, we're used to I, We watch baseball every night in this house. And man, I, right. There have not been as many nights like that around here this year. Every so, night. Paul, are yeah, you, it's been tough. 
I, I, hey, what, what's surprising about well, that? No, I'm just think, wondering yeah. who falls asleep first, Eric or Amy, when they watch baseball every night. Oh, yeah, well, me, because it's usually the Cardinals on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what about you? I mean, uh, uh, look, your Tigers are middle of the pack in the AL Central. Now, that's not a lot to write home about, considering how bad the AL Central is. But you've got to be pleasantly surprised after the start that the Tigers had, the way they've turned it around. Well, I like how you set that up, Gene. Thanks so much. Because last time we talked, AJ Hinch was like the top candidate to get fired. Get out, yeah. I know. Now they they got up to second place. Now they're back to third. They they won like five, six in a row. They beat Verlander and Scherzer. What? What's going on here? So I right. looked up. It must have been a full moon, and part of it was. So hey, anytime we're not in last right now, we're in good spirits. But Spencer Turnbull are. One of our top draft picks over the last several years got sent down again to AAA. So we just keep struggling with our high draft picks. And, hey, anybody who can do the job, come on over. We like you. How concerned, at, you know, 35 games in, we're, what's that, we're about, what, 20% of the season done. 35 games in, how nervous should Mets fans be? Oh, pretty nervous. Um, you know, I mean, look. You've got all the talent and all the money. I mean, sure, they've had a, a couple injuries. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I would be uh, pretty nervous if I was if I was them. Especially, you know, look, they're, they're 500 with, with that, um, uh, with that, uh, that payroll um, in a, you know, a, a strong-ish division. Um, well, actually, a really strong division except for the Nationals. But, um, right. Right. <laughs> Take them out, uh, but the uh, but the Braves just look so good so far this year that you know I think you know this you know unless things change dramatically they're going to be fighting for a wild card, and with the West the way it is, um, you know you're going for a wild card in the National League. Um, you know it's it's tough, so uh, I'd be I'd be pretty new pretty nervous. Well, and now, you know, the Mets aren't actually, uh, as of today, the, the date we taped this on the uh, 7th of May, they lost to the Colorado Rockies 13-6 to mm. today. And by the way, that game was not in Colorado. That game was in New York, oh. and the Mets got, and the Mets pitching staff got absolutely pummeled. Uh, so, I mean, I think, I mean, look, they've already spent $350 million. They've got a bunch of guys injured. Max Scherzer, since he came back, has been awful. Um so, I mean, I guess if it's me, uh, you know what this reminds me of? And, and maybe I'm going overboard here. But do you remember several years ago where the San Diego Padres went out and bought everybody, right? They, they had this huge payroll early in the season. And then by July, they had sold everybody. They had traded everybody because it wasn't working for whatever reason and 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 you know, they, they just got rid of everybody. And I'm wondering, is there a chance that the Mets throw in the towel at any point this season or just, or is Cohen just so loaded that he's just going to bite the bullet and, and put up with 350, a $350 million bust. I don't know. I'll take You're trying to understand thing. the mind of a rich guy. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of hard, right? Like the pride factor, you know, goes in that too. And 350 to him compared to other people, yeah, it's just it's crazy. But I don't see them doing a fire sale. But Gene, you were right. Last time we talked, you know, the old arms eventually catches up to you at some point, and then that looks like it's happening. And 
Jake DeGrom moving on, I thought, was probably a good thing for the Mets, but I'm not so certain now. Well, and well, Mets fans were laughing about it, and then, of course, DeGrom goes out, and now he's on the shelf for Texas. You hope it's not too bad, but you're right. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess the good news is Verlander came back the other day. Didn't he give up, like, back-to-back home runs in the first inning or something? But then outside of that, he pitched pretty well, so it looks like that right now he's their savior. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who else they have that, that they can count on right now on that pitching staff. I mean, who did they who did they start today in the game? I think it was uh, like uh, Joey Lucchese, who used to pitch for the uh, uh, for the San Diego Padres. And then uh, some uh, guy, Yacobonis, comes on a relief and gives up five runs in a third of an inning. Right now, they don't know, you know, they're they're piecing a lot of games together, and it's not going well. Well, we haven't even talked about your beloved Red Sox and them piecing together a starting pitch up, pitching lineup. Um, how has the Red Sox kept over 500 so far, Gene? Well, all of a sudden they've they've started not not only getting good pitching, but they've been hitting the, the hell out of the ball. And uh, but the one thing here's this: uh, the Red Sox won eight in a row, right? Over the last week and week and a half, they gained one game in the standings. Jeez. That's how. Think about that. You've won eight in a row, and you've gained exactly one game on the Tampa Bay Rays. How depressing is that? I mean, you know, if you're the Red Sox, you got to be like, what do we got to do? I mean, the, the, right, right now the Rays are twenty-eight and seven. Um, but but the uh, you know it's helped that Chris Sale seems to have finally figured it out. His last two starts have been fairly strong, and uh, the savior really has been Jaron Duran, a guy that uh, got sent down because uh, last year he was awful, and then. You know, they weren't sure what they were going to do. him. He's come up, and since coming up, he's hit 400, like in the last two weeks. And he's been a, a big reason for them doing well. I don't know whether it's sustainable, uh, but it, I hope so. And the other, here's the other stat I heard. Uh, last year, the Red Sox, you remember how bad the Red Sox bullpen last year? The Red Sox this year are uh, something like 12-0 and 0 when they lead in the sixth inning. So they haven't blown a game late wow. all season. Wow. <clears throat> and and that that will do wonders. And last year they they couldn't blow enough games. I mean it was it was it was like it was one guy after another stinking. And this year the, that bullpen has really turned around. So whether it's sustainable or not, I don't know. But how about this? How about you could finish last in the AL East, be above five hundred, and not make the playoffs? Yeah, but we That's always what... look at who's hot at the end. Like the Phillies caught fire at the end, and so the Rays. Yes, they're playing great now, but. At what point do you think they're gonna start to break down? Do you think that's gonna happen? Well, they're well. Look, they're not. Twenty-eight and seven is not sustainable, is it? Nope. I wouldn't think so. I mean, that's an eight hundred. I mean, almost. I mean, if, if, if they did right, if they did that, they'd win hundred and thirty plus games. Right. So I don't think yeah, that's sustainable. Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. But yeah. I but, mean, it, I mean, I guess it would be kind of cool if they did, but. You know, the other part of this is, and, and we keep saying this every year, they don't spend any money and they keep winning. So all the people that are upset about the differential, pay, like like Oakland A's fans, Pittsburgh Pirate fans, you know, the teams, that, the Cincinnati Reds fans, the teams that don't spend money, they look at what the Rays are doing and they've got to be beside themselves. I mean, honest to God, are the Rays, I mean, do the are the Rays really that much smarter than everybody else? Is that what this is? Or have they just gotten lucky? I mean, they've been consistent at that for a long time. It's hard to say it's luck. But, you yeah. know, the, the thing is, is for for teams, you know, that have, you know, who have owners who won't spend money, 
I won't say they don't have money to spend, but who won't spend money? They're just, right. uh, you know, their their odds are just so much lower, right? And, you know, the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay gets held up every year as this low salary team that gets it done, but you know, good for them. But it's still it's much harder for uh, you know those those teams to actually succeed, right? They, you you lose one, you know, starting pitcher, and all of a sudden you're scrambling to to figure out what to do. But yeah, well, it's, it's th- ownership, it's management, but it's, yeah, for a team like the Royals where, you know, our, our owner is trying to convince the, the town to, you know, pay for a new downtown stadium. But it's, one, uh, teams, it's kind of hard to square those, uh, uh, those, those results. Well, you know, that leads to my next question. We have the Kansas city Royals with nine wins. They are nine and 26. Ouch. Uh, the Oakland Athletics are eight and twenty-seven, and the Chicago White Sox are eleven and twenty-three. Which one of those guys is getting fired first? Mm. Oof. Um, I, I think I think Quattro is going to have the Royals are just not a team that goes out and fires somebody in their first season. Um, you know, they've clearly got some things to figure out, uh, but I, I don't expect the Royals to to fire him this year. Um, uh, you know, I think you know things. They're gonna they're gonna give him some time because it's a, you know the Royals are in development mode. Um, gosh, I can't. Who? Oh, well, well you know what? Let me let Royals, me throw. St. How about how about throwing St. Louis in there? What about what about Marmol in in St. Louis? I mean, they're eleven and twenty four. And yeah, and be, and this is be. this is. Well, but Marmol has made a couple of missteps, you know, calling out his, his one of his uh, players, you know, publicly, and and uh, he seems to have ruffled a few feathers over there. Do you think he could be in trouble? Yeah, I mean, the fans are really angry there. The Royals fans, yeah, with their hands, but the fan, the St. Louis fans are, yeah. There's they've been booing, and the the Cardinals fans are sort of famous for never booing their team, and you know, and the best fans in baseball, yada yada. I, yeah, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> still rubs me wrong. But um, but you know, but for them to be booing the team, that's uh, that's highly unusual. Um, so yeah, I think Marvel. You know, things don't turn around, and you know, they've they've some things have started to turn around a little bit for the Cardinals. But um, but boy, yeah, uh, especially um, uh, you know, Goldie has got has gotten pretty hot. Um, he had I think two or three home runs today. Um, so. You know, if they if they turn it around, he'll be fine. But they they kind of need to get on it because they're getting dropped fast <laughs> in that division. Yeah. Um, you know, they're ten games back in May, which is just you know that's like rending the garments time in St. Louis. Are you surprised about how much the San Diego Padres have struggled early? Mm, I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I mean they've they've played. Okay, um, you know, there's you know, that's just such a tough division. I, so I just, you know, uh, I'm not surprised whenever a team. Again, I mean, they're they're still only two games back. You know, they just right. kind of beat each beat each other up. So I don't think they're, um, you know, they're. I, I, I no, I'm not surprised. It's, it's just. I, I, you think maybe it was a case with the Padres because of all the big names and all the money that they spent that it is almost like unrealistic expectations. I mean, almost like people expect them to have the Tampa Bay Rays record because of, 
because of the I think Mets fans are probably guilty of that as well. I mean, maybe maybe it's just unrealistic expectations. I mean, there's still two games over 500, so you shouldn't be pushing the panic button, right? Right. And I mean, look, these, you know, look at what, what you know, just just paying money for players doesn't always get it done. You know, I mean, you see that over and over again as much as I complain about low salary uh, in, in Kansas city and in some of these other towns, you know, that's the, uh, spending a bunch of money. I mean, that's one of the things I love about the Yankees is they pay, you know, a crazy amount of money for some guys that end up being washed up. Right. So that's, you know, you, I don't know. I just think, you know, you, as a team, you know, it's just, and sometimes having all those big salaries, that makes it harder for the for the manager to manage, right? So there's, I don't know. It's I in in San Diego, I wouldn't be pushing the panic button yet. In in uh, in for the Mets, I would. Did you just say this? Is what I love about the Yankees? Did you just did I hear that right? I, I am awake. Oh well, yeah, that they, I love I, I love it when they screw up. Oh okay, all right, all right. Oh. That's 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 the money, Eric I know and love. On. Yes, all right. They spend, they spend big that's, money on washed up talent. Well, I think that's one of the reasons. That's why I like doing the show with you guys because love and Yankees never usually are in the yeah. same sentence. Um, the other part about spending a lot of money is that the players put so much pressure on themselves to deliver. They might say, like, it's own big deal. I'll take it one day at a time, one swing at a time. Those guys struggle because they're pressing too much. And, and I think that when you get a whole team of te- players that are trying to earn what they're getting paid because they know deep down it's just unreal – it just puts sort of a bad vibe in the clubhouse. Like like I said earlier, the Orioles, they're just loose and playing free. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, they're just playing baseball, right? Just having fun out there. Um, so I think that's a little bit of what's happening now, and I think San Diego will be fine. What's uh, what's the uh, reaction to uh, to the uh, with the fans in in Detroit right now? I mean, are they are they have they calmed down since the since the early start, or are they are are people still restless? I mean, I know because that's still look. I, I know that that Minnesota is a pretty good team, but that's still a division that's a winnable division, even for the Tigers, isn't it? If you remember last year, we had our hopes high that AJ Hinch was going to take us to the promised land, and it was such a failure. And they fired Avila as the general manager. We got a new guy in. And then this year has been goodbye to Cabrera, you know. So we sort of resolved ourselves, like, don't get your hopes up too high this year. Um, <laughs> I think for the most part, the, what I'm hearing from Detroit Tiger fans is they love the new rules. They love that the game has a nice pace to it. They like the new options at the uh, concessions bar. I mean, they got new types of tacos and good food to eat. So, you know, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, I guess that's. I guess you take what you can get when you're a tiger. That's pretty fan. lame, well, isn't it? <laughs> what do, What do you What do you guys think of the new rules? I mean, we've had now you know a month to to look at them, and and what's what's your take? I'm I'm still happy with them. You know, uh, the game All pace has been. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, I I'm not. You know, I I wish you know that they would. Uh, get rid of the guy starting on second base um, in the you know, in the extras. It just uh, honestly That's half the time, you know, yeah, I know. But it, it seems like every time they just score anyway, so it's just kind of pointless. It just means there's right, you know, at least one run scored every half <laughs> inning. Yeah, so you still got to do something. But right. yeah, I I don't know for 
For what I've seen, yeah, I'm I'm happy with them. I love I love the bigger bases just because it means more stolen bases, um, which I think just makes baseball better and more fun to watch. I know I think you're not a fan, but I am. I, you know what? I don't mind the bigger bases. I'm okay with that. What I don't like is the fact that the pitcher can only throw over to first base essentially once, right? Because right. if you throw yeah, a second time and you don't get him, it's a ball. So, I mean, I, to me, I, I don't – that's the one rule I think that I am vehemently against. I think that you have set it up so that it's chaos on the bases because the pitchers don't have a chance. Now, having said that, I watched the Red Sox base runner get picked off today. But, but by and large, you know, it's pretty much, it's pretty much a free for all when somebody gets on base, especially if it's somebody that's got, you know, any kind of speed, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The thing yeah, I was agree. wondering yeah, about, I think that one can, oh, go ahead, Eric. Go, no, go ahead. I was just agreeing with Gene. All right, so DH, right? It's in both leagues now, right? Yeah. So has there been any stats about that? Because, in of course, being a Tigers fan, a Red Sox fan, DH has been around for a long time. Have they shown that it's helping averages and other benefits, or are we still grumbling about that managers can't be more you know, strategic and, and make their I, I don't know. I don't know if I have seen – I mean, I'm sure they probably did. I don't know if I have seen what kind of an increase in the batting average there was in the National League with the DH, but it has to be significant, I would think. I mean, I I don't know, uh, to be honest with you. But um, I think the rule that has helped the batting averages the most is that new one they have this year, basically banning the shift. I mean, we're seeing so many balls now getting through that would have not gotten through last year that – that has helped immensely. And that's another thing, you know, that's great because there's more, more balls put in play. There's more people on the bases. There's more action, you know, and I guess that's my count. That's the counter argument, I guess, to my griping about the stolen bases. But, but I think that the, probably the, the second best rule behind the pitch clock was, was banning the shift because I love being able, I love now seeing guys being able to get on base on balls that in my entire lifetime were base hits that suddenly weren't anymore. What player would have benefited yeah, the most for, if the shift had been canceled earlier? Oh, uh, Joey Gallo. Because he's about as dead pull a hitter as there is in baseball, I think, right now. And if you'll note, uh, Joey Gallo is having, I don't, I, of course, I didn't look it up because you just threw that one out of the blue. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, he is having a bit of a bounce back year this year. And now, now I'm going to have to look that up, but, but I think that he's a, you know, anybody that's a dead pull hitter. I mean, those are the guys that are going to benefit the most and the guys that hit the ball up the middle. You know, remember when you used to get the ball past the pitcher that was used to, when we were growing up back, you know, when we had to walk uphill to school both ways, um, right. that was always, that was always a single, right? It was always up the middle. That was a base hit. Um, and now it's a base hit again, which I think is a good thing. I'm just trying yeah, to. That's what I mean, between the between the well, the clock and that kind of and you know and the uh, and the more offense and the, you know it's just it's so nice to have action and the game is still shorter than what it was last year. I mean that's like best of both worlds. So so Joey Gallo has raised his batting average 28 points so far this year. And and uh, now how now having said that it's obviously a small sample size or actually it's no he's raised it 31 points from last year it, he he hit 160 last year guys Ouch. one 
160 in 410 plate appearances. This year he's up to 191, so he's almost he's almost <laughs> to the Mendoza line. Yikes. But his but his batting average is up 31 points from last year, and and some of that has to be because of the shift, because every they used to load up the right side of the infield with everybody but me, you know, and there was he had no unless he hit it over the fence, he had no chance of getting on base. He had what did he have last year? He had 56 hits and 20 of those left the ballpark. So, so if you take away his home runs, uh, you know, he hit about a buck, buck 25. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's, let's move on. And I wanted to ask you about, I I don't remember if we talked about this last time, but the move of the Oakland A's from the proposed move from Oakland to Las Vegas. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, you know, um, I just, I hate seeing teams move, uh, especially a team that's been there so long now, you know, obviously they've moved the A's from Philly to, you know, Kansas city to Oakland. So that franchise has moved some, but, right. but still it just, it, it just, I mean, you know, now they're pretty established in Oakland and it just, uh, it just thinks I feel bad for Oakland, you know, to lose two teams, uh, you know, to, to Las Vegas, you know, who they probably don't even, you know, I don't know. So I'm sure there's some Raiders and Oakland fans there, but for Oakland A's fans there, but it's still, it's just like, come on, you know, just who needs a team more Oakland or, or Las Vegas. And it just feels like the Oakland fan base has just gotten abused over the years. The ownership of those two teams has never spent any money on a stadium. You know, they have that just, just the worst stadium, you know? Uh, well, well, think about it's not, and it's not just those two teams either, Eric. It's not just those two teams. Don't forget the Golden State Warriors used to play in Oakland. They don't anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they've lost. Santa Cruz, is that right? Santa Cruz or something. Yeah. So they've lost all their professional sports teams. They got nothing. Yeah. Um, And that brings up an interesting point where there's a guy by the name of uh, Stu Clary. He's he's been an Oakland Raiders fan. I mean, an Oakland Athletics fan for a long, long time. He has proposed a a reverse boycott. Uh, Basically, what he wants to do is he wants to have a night where the fans pack the stadium, like on a weekday night game, to send a message to the ownership of the A's. Like, hey, we're willing to support your team if you stop putting a AAA-level team on the field. If you put people here, if you put players here, we'll come. And they're trying to force him to sell the team. I think the... I think it's a, I think it's a great idea, but I think he's probably got a better chance of being struck by lightning to have it be have any effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate a for effort, ha. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think it's a great idea. But you know, I looked like the Royals last night. Or yeah, last night was Lorenzo Cain's uh, retiring. You know, did a one day contract or whatever to retire as a Royal. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you know, the Royals have thirty thousand people there, which they haven't probably had since opening day, although they didn't have a sellout on opening day, which was nice. First time in a while for that. Um, but you know, um, I, ownership just seems to not care anymore. <laughs> you know, they want what they want and, uh, they're going to, you know, change the way they do. Do I sound, it might come across as dark. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> come out of the closet, Eric. It's okay. There's I, feel like, I, feel, I feel very negative. Yes. I wonder why that is, you know, put down the beer or the fifth. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I've already finished it. Well, <laughs> Gene, <laughs> it sounds like you're doing yeah. a straight line, like late night talk show. Like it's more likely than, like, um, 
it's more likely that he'll be bit by a shark than keep the team in Oakland. Or it's more likely that um, <laughs> Eric will make the Astros the starting lineup. Or it's more likely like uh, Dolly Parton. I don't know. I'm not going there. No, I'm not he, going there. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> that, that can't be a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not. They're yeah. done. It's moving. There's no power, no more money that's going to keep them there because the money is in Las Vegas. What I wonder about is it's darn hot down there in Las Vegas. So I guess well, it's a dome. It, it, they're going to have a retractable roof stadium from what I understand. Okay. Retractable. That, that's what, like the, like the dome here. At that yeah. Because they're never, that means they're yeah. never opening it. Yeah. They're never going to open it. It's, yeah. it's Las Vegas in the summertime. You're never opening that. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so, in the postseason. Yeah, in the postseason, or maybe maybe like the first week of the season in April, you might. Um, but you know, the interesting part about this, and and I think some of the gripe is the following: they didn't just purchase land for the stadium; they purchased forty-seven acres of land that the owner of the Athletics is planning to develop into hotels and restaurants. So the owner of the Oakland A's not only, and by the way, they're going to get some public financing to build this stadium, which is incredible. Of course. And, but then he, then he wants to develop around this stadium. So this is a way for the Oakland A's ownership to make more money. Well, he's getting money now and he's not spending what's it, You know, if he goes to Oakland, doesn't he, doesn't he have to spend money then? I mean, if you're an A's fan, isn't this a good thing? Because now your guy is going to have to spend money. He has, he will have no more excuses as it were. I don't know. I mean, do people show up to, to games in Las Vegas because they're from someplace else? <laughs> they want to see the A's get beat by their home, their home team. <laughs> well, that could, well, you know what, you know, what's like that. The, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are like that. You know, the Tampa yeah. Bay Rays, they Tampa Bay Rays draw crickets. Unless the Yankees, yeah. the Mets, or the Red Sox are in town, because all the Northerners, right. the Northeasterners that move down to Florida to retire, go to the games. But most games in in Tampa, they're drawing nine, ten thousand people. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of gross. It's bad. So you don't so you don't think it's you don't think it's going to force the owner of the A's to spend money. I, I mean. Uh... I don't know. I wish I wish I knew. I mean, if they, uh, if he wants to build a, a, a solid, loyal fan base, yes, that's what he should do. But maybe he just wants to do it on, thinks he can do it on the cheap, like uh, like Tampa Bay, because everybody thinks they can beat Tampa Bay. And, right. You know, and if he and if he can't, then he's still got fans from other teams that'll show up, right? Then just because they're because they happen to be in Las Vegas, they want to go to a baseball game. I think he'll so move, much I think he'll than, move them and then sell them in five years because everything goes up so much in value. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That may be less likely if he's really trying to develop around the ballpark because he'll have so many other business interests. But that would be uh, – I just – I don't know. And, and I'm not thrilled about the idea of all these sports teams being in Vegas anyway because of the whole gambling aspect. And I don't mean to yeah. sound like – you know, like a Pollyanna or anything like that. But the way that's that, that all these leagues have gotten into bed with gambling now, it bothers me greatly. I mean, I watch the Red Sox games and on their preseason, I'm on their preseason, on their pregame shows. Now, every night they have a betting segment and that bothers the hell out of me. 
look, you know, uh, and, and because I just look, do I think that guys are going to go out and throw games? I got, I hope not, but I worry about that stuff. It's happened before I worry about it. And here's the perfect example. And we talked about this before we started taping the university of Alabama had to fire their baseball coach this week because they were, they were, there was a huge game they had and he decided he was supposed to pitch his ace pitcher in this deciding game. And he decided to sit him. And then all of a sudden the betting odds and everything changed because now everybody's, you know, laying money a different way. And then this was flagged by some watchdog organization and it, and, and Pennsylvania, New Jersey stopped taking bets on the game. It got back to the university and they fired their coach. I mean, when you involve money like that and gambling, you are asking for trouble and all these sports leagues are doing the same. And I think all these teams moving to Vegas, it, it just, look, this is nothing against Vegas. Vegas has made right. Vegas wouldn't exist without gambling and the mob. But having said that, um, at what point do you say, you know, do you feel dirty? You know, when, when if you're a sports league and you're, you're really, um, taking a chance, you know, you're really putting yourself out there that this is going to stay on the up and up. I mean, you got to feel a little dirty, you know, um, I mean, they should feel dirty for the way they treated Oakland just in, you know, in the, well, uh, yes. or let, <laughs> let the owner treat Oakland and then move their team there. I mean, look at, uh, look at the, the teams that have been there before, uh, you know, before the ace potential move. I mean, the Raiders haven't been there very long, um, but you know, UNLV, you know, boxing, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, this, yeah. Right. This is a, you know, they, they corrupt what they touch. It seems like. So I, uh, yeah, uh, man, I, it's, it's not a great look. Um, but I would, um, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I suppose the owners can do what they want with their teams. Um, even though they pretend to act like it's a public, you know, a semi public, uh, business, um, mm-hmm. which it's clearly not, um, the, uh, but then they can just move their teams and that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. So I have a comment that will lead, I think to your next point, um, on our agenda, Gene, is that I was looking at, you know, we all know that Vita blue passed away today and we're going to talk about his career, but I was looking yeah. at his obituary and it said that twice Charlie Finney tried to trade him, but Bowie Kuhn, the commissioner canceled the trade. It yeah. was back in the days when the commissioner was really a commissioner and had the control of the baseball. We've long that when that went away, when Uberoff lost the power control way back when, you know, yep. we've lost that control. The owners own it all the way. You know, we sort of play around like the fans still have control. We don't. And so I'm going to go back and think fondly of the days when I would root for the Tigers against Oakland A's. I would stay up late, try my little transistor radio right next to my bed and listen to the game. Vita Blue would pitch, and I'd walk down to our local Slurpee store, and back in the day they had these plastic cups with different star players on them. And I'd try to collect all of them, and I remember getting Vita Blue and thought he was so cool with his sunglasses and you know wearing the white pants and the green tops and so we thought he was cool way back then but um yeah so vita blue well before we before we get to him i you know the, i did one more point i want to make about this i mean we all know about the the black Sox scandal obviously back in 1919 which is you know a long time ago yada yada but don't forget remember when uh was it 
Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays were like kept away from baseball for a number of years because they had jobs as greeters at a casino. Yep. Right. They were just working as like PR guys and greeters at a casino and they weren't allowed near baseball. You know, I mean, and, and so and yet this is the same sport now that is going to allow sports books to open up storefronts in their stadiums. That's insane. It just I, I, I can't. I mean, I know I sound like the get off my lawn old guy, but I have trouble wrapping my head around that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I, I, I spend most of my older adult life trying not to be the get off my lawn guy, but yeah, in this case, it's like, look, you know, you, this is a sport that, you know, sort of one of the articles of faith is that you, you know, you don't gamble on baseball and we kick, you know, you know, the guy with the most hits, you know, of all time, you know, he doesn't get to be in the hall of fame. Um, so, you know, to then to open a team in, Las Vegas, it's just kind of a, a smack in the face, I think, to people who really want to believe that there's no no gambling. I think uh, I think it gets harder to keep um, to keep Pete Rose out of the hall if you're willing to put a team in Vegas. No, that won't happen until at least after he's dead. But um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. There's a lot there's a lot of people that are calling for that. that are saying, hey, look, if you're going to allow this, why isn't Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? And it's it's hard to argue against that. Right, because he never bet on baseball that we know of, right? I think that's well, no, right. he did bet on baseball, but he never, oh, he never did. Team. He never. Well, no, he bet on his team too, but he, oh, but he always exactly. bet on. He always bet on to win. He never yeah, bet on sounds, to lose. That sounds right. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, so you know, because he that's a. But but you can also make the case if you if he was betting on him to win, then maybe he's putting a guy in the game that shouldn't be in the game because he needs a day off. You know, to right. try to make sure they win the game. But yeah. but again. You know, here's my fear. My, my fear is this, and, and I hope I'm wrong, but my fear is that at some point there is going to be something that is going to happen in a game that is going to be so outrageous that everybody is going to assume, assume the fix is in. How many times have you watched a football game and, and, you know, stuff has happened and people said, oh, this is all scripted. And, you know, the refs are the refs are getting paid off or this player did this on purpose because he must be, you know, you know what? We hear that all the time now. At some point, that's going to happen in baseball. And I hope to hell it's just a coincidence. I hope to hell nothing ever happens where they can say that somebody did throw a game because if they did, boy, they better be getting a lot of money considering what the play. I see. I think it's less likely because of what players get paid now. But boy, I hope to hell it never happens because that might be the only thing that can stop this runaway train that is gambling right now. Yeah, yeah. As a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. It's so hard to tell. Baseball, I think, is tougher to um, sort of analyze to see. You know if somebody's throwing a game because, you know, some pitchers just some, some days they have it, some days they don't matters. The right. same, you know, every game is so different. I think it'd be really hard right. to tell unless somebody's just like obviously purposefully booting balls. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think, I think baseball might be one of the toughest games for one player to throw. I mean, you know, I mean, right. I, I think it, I think it really would because especially if you're a pitcher, I mean, because you know, you, you could just say, Hey, I didn't have it, you know, and it would be hard for anybody. But, you know, like, here's an example, though. When you look at that, 
Shoeless Joe Jackson was suspended for life from baseball because of the the uh, the Black Sox scandal. He hit 375 in that World Series. Right? <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. He right. was 12 for 32 with that in that World Series. He had a, a 375 with a 956 OPS. And if, how how was he throwing the World Series? Doing that. He's you know what I mean? So he was. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Well, they said he wasn't a very smart man. So <laughs> maybe he just didn't understand. Um, so, you know, look, I, and look, I have friends who gamble, you know, uh, one of, one of my, uh, uh, one of the, my regular guests on my show is, uh, Dan Zampano who talks about the NFL with me all the time. Uh, you know, he loves gambling. I mean, and he does it responsibly, whatever, but that's his kind of thing, but he's a lot younger than I am. And I think maybe, maybe some of this is generational, you know, maybe it is, maybe we are the get off my lawn guys. Maybe we just don't get it. You know, it's like, you know, the kids say now, okay, boomer, you know, maybe that's what we are. I, I, I hate to think of myself like that, but maybe, maybe, maybe I've just gotten too old. Never. Yeah, I don't know. Never. Never. Yeah, never, Gene. You're, Come on, Gene. Hang in there, man. We're with you, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They just haven't learned Thanks, the guys. lesson yet, and we're going right, to someday yeah. say, "Told you." So, hang in there, Gene. All right. Exactly. Let's 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 talk about Vita Blue just for a minute. And you know, for for anybody that's you know younger than we are, they're probably not going to remember his career. But this is a guy that uh, you know, if you if let me say this, if he was pitching today, right? If he was pitching in the modern era. And he put up the following stats, a 209 and 161 record, a 327 ERA, 143 complete games and 37 shutouts. He's going in the hall of fame, but this is a guy that because of the era that he pitched in, you know, this is a guy that, that is a borderline guy, right? And yet he was one of the most dominant pitchers of his era. I mean, he won. What didn't he win the Cy Young and the MVP in the same season? I believe he did back in 19, wow. 1971. Yeah, he went twenty four and eight with a one eight two ERA. That's you know insane. Yeah, I mean that is that's nuts. You know, I mean this is a guy that, like I said, even he led the A's to three straight World Championships between seventy two and seventy four. I mean, this is a guy. If he was playing today, he'd be anointed as one of the best pitchers in baseball. Right. He'd be Garrett Cole. And yet back then there were probably uh, a dozen guys that were better than he was, which which really right. is amazing when you think about it. Um, but but I, you know, I we should have brought him up earlier, because when you look at what's going on. With the Oakland Athletics now moving out of Oakland, this is a mm-hmm. guy, you know, who made his bones in Oakland. Now, we ended up playing for the Giants and I think he also played for the Royals later in his career as well. He did. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, this is a guy that is synonymous with the city of Oakland, uh, the same way a guy like Dave Stewart, right. Is synonymous mm-hmm. Joe Rudy, uh, you know, got Gene tennis guys like that. They are synonymous with that city. And now it's like, it, it, how many people remember who played for the Kansas city A's or the Philadelphia A's? You know what I mean? You know, you're taking, so now you're taking the, uh, these were some great teams and it's yeah. almost like by moving them out of the city of Oakland, I don't want to say people are going to forget who Vita Blue was, but he's he's he doesn't have anything to do with the uh, with 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 uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a really good point. It does kind of it just sort of dims the memory of these teams that are gone. Because yeah, I mean, I, the the Kansas City A's were were very forgettable, but I mean, 
you know, <laughs> counting back, the, the Phillies right. were, I mean, they were a legendary team. And yeah, you're right. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, some guys that I should think of. I think, uh, 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 what's, did Walter Johnson pitch for them? No. Uh, but anyway, there's, I'm, no, uh, so, but they, they had some, the Senators, okay. Yeah, they had some, uh, some very, very good teams, right? Yeah. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't think about, uh, think about those guys, you know, it just, it, yeah, it just kind of dims that, uh, you know, that franchise's memory, I guess. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the way I feel. I mean, it would be kind of like, you know, Paul, if they moved the uh, Detroit Tigers somewhere else, you know, would people, I, I, I don't know that people would forget a guy like Al Kaline or Ty Cobb or something like that, but they became synonymous with that city. I mean, they're part of that city's fabric. Yeah, definitely. I think there are certain teams that you would say they were never going to get moved. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, Tigers. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other ones that have been around so long, you just can't imagine it. Um, like, you know, the Phillies. They're not going to move the Phillies. I don't think so. Yeah, but... Um, there's so yeah. many teams have moved. I mean, let's let's be honest with me. We think about all the teams around the West Coast right now. You know, the Dodgers and the Giants, you know, came from the East Coast. So, I mean, it, you know, it's not like moving is unheard of. Right. It's just that right. I, I think I think it's just the way this one happened that, that is distasteful to a lot of people. Right. Well, they're moving. They're moving because they stink. Yeah. One more <laughs> thing about Vita Blue. Um, he was a guy that wasn't afraid to speak his mind. And right. that cost him some money. I mean, that probably cost him in ways we don't know about. And so um, I think there's a lot of courage involved, you know, back in the 70s, being an African-American man who, you know, here's the owner. And do you just be quiet and take it? Or do you say, no, this is who I am? And he stood up and he was proud. And so I give him some credit for that. You know, that's the other thing about Vita Blue. He, he actually went to jail during his career. Yeah, he uh, he spent time in jail because he, he I think he I think it was for cocaine possession or something. It was uh, yeah, him and Willie Wilson and Willie Aikens on the Royals. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was oh, I didn't realize Willie Willie Wilson was one of the. I didn't remember Willie Wilson was part mm-hmm. of that. Is that right? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. That was, there was there was like a couple of years there where there was a lot of uh, baseball players uh, getting busted for cocaine, which is like the least surprising thing to happen in the 80s. But um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's kind of like. Well, that's, that's like steroids in the nineties and two thousands. Right. I mean, it's, that was the drug <laughs> right, of choice right. back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Hernandez was part of that with, when he was with St. Louis. That's right. That's right. You know, and one more thing about Vita blue, we talked about how, you know, with those numbers today, the stuff that he did and the Cy Young and the, the MVP in the state, you would think this guy should be in the hall of fame. Do you know, he never got more than 8% on the writer's ballots for the hall of fame. That is really crazy. I don't know if that, that was that, had more to do with that the cocaine the most, than, the, than the career. I don't know. That's that's the most he ever got. That was his last year on the ballot. I think was 1993, and the most he ever got was 8.7 percent. That yeah, is insane. That's gotta, be, uh, that's gotta be the outspokenness and the and the cocaine thing. Because he, I mean, like there were a lot of great pitchers, um, but you know, I, I think Fergie Jenkins had a post on Facebook today. You know, just maybe like the, the year. Like there was a year that those two guys were just unhittable all year long. And right. yeah, it's just, you know, the, and if, you know, Fergie's, I don't know if I, I haven't compared their, their, their stats, but you know, Fergie was saying, you know, this guy was my equal and loved him and, you know, they were great right. friends. Um, but you know, it's just, 
man, those stats, I mean, like you said now, I mean, right now, if you won 24 games in a year now, you'd, that would, you'd, you'd already be a Hall of Famer, right? So right. it's just absolutely. Yeah, it's such a different era. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, fellas, we, uh, we have wrapped up another one. We have uh, now my question is when we do this again, which of these teams that are the surprise teams, are any of them going to still be in the mix? Are the Pittsburgh pirates a month from now still going to be in the mix in the NL central? They might be sniffing, but they'll be, they'll be fading. <laughs> sniffing but fa- well they're actually they're, what <laughs> well they're actually kind of they're the only thing saving them right now you know because they've lost six in a row oh, um, okay. well the rays came in there and swept them but the only thing uh, saving them is that the milwaukee brewers have lost six in a row so uh, that's that's the only thing kind of saving them right now. So uh, what about uh, what about um, a month from now? Are the Texas Rangers still in first place in the AL West? Nope. Who will be? Yeah. Houston. You think Houston? You think Houston wakes up, or is Houston going to be healthy enough to wake up? Right. No, I think I think if anybody's going to jump them, well, I mean that. Seattle, the Angels, Angels, but the, the Angels are having a pretty good year. You know they've been, they're a game. They're, they're they've a, won seven of ten, seven of ten, and they're only yeah. a game back of the Rangers right now. Yeah, they started really rough, but um, but yeah, they yeah. Anytime I get behind the Angels, the wheels immediately fall off. So I don't want to jinx them, <laughs> but because um, uh, you know if it's not going to be Houston's year, I would definitely be get, get behind the Angels. You know, I've, I've always kind of liked that franchise. Um, and, you know, and just to see Trout and Otani in the playoffs would be awesome. Um, so, you know, the last time, uh, I think that was maybe the only time Trout has ever been in the postseason. They got swept by the Royals. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, which is crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, I would I'm, – I'm hopeful that, uh, that they'll be um, – um, you know, on the on the rise for the rest of the year, and uh, they've finally given some run support to Otani more than than they have in the past. So, yeah, they can. They, they can uh, do on that, that would be pretty awesome. On that, on that note, before we get out of here, um, do you think the Angels have to make the playoffs to keep Shohei Otani in Los Angeles because he's a free agent at the end of the season? Well, they've shown their capacity to keep people. Um, and to write the checks, um, but man, I think it gets it's, gets harder and harder just from for him, right? Because he, I think right. he expects to play for a competitor. Um, and Correct. If you know, to, to sign him, they're going to have to make some other commitments. I think so. I think that would be, uh, yeah, they they should they should play well this year. That would be that would help them in a lot of, in a lot of different ways to have a successful year. Well, for Paul Arnold. And Eric Braun, I'm Gene Gumps. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to The Boys of Summer. We'll see you next time.